Now inside the GDP number, which is a quarterly read, is a PCE component. That quarterly read for PCE in the GDP report, not to be confused with the PCE monthly report that came out today. In the GDP, PCE was 1.9%. Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming at you live from New Orleans. Let's go. I totally didn't tell them what I was doing. That was the true dinner. And here are the real heroes. Hey, guys. Cheers. Hey, we're at uh, Dominica for dinner down in New Orleans. Uh, thanks to True T R U V. Thank you so much. They are uh, a partner of ours, um, helping us with verification. Hey, brother, um, helping us with uh, verification of employment, not just that, but also other tech solutions. So I want to make sure uh, everybody understands who True is and take a look at them. Okay, enough. Uh, thank you all. Appreciate it. All right, enough, enough me. Uh, you guys know I usually don't talk about other companies, but they're so nice. Good group in there. Uh, we're in New Orleans. IMB, the Independent Mortgage Banker Show. This happened in uh, San Diego down in Coronado last year. And um, this is once a year for independent mortgage bankers. So us, we're privately owned. Paul Rozo and Robert Holiday founded PRMG. Um, gosh, going on 23 years now, and I've been with them 13, and then... Um, Gary Malice is our other partner, and we have uh, almost 1,600 employees right now, three channels. We're, we're fired up. But why am I here at the IMB? I'm here to find out uh, emerging tech trends, um, network, uh, find out what's working for other companies as we all have been investing in our business uh, the last couple of years. Uh, last year was tough. I think everyone's fired up with lower rates right now. So I'm going to talk a little bit about rates. What are some factors that are... Um, I guess influencing rates um, in between the appetizer and the main course. As I step out here onto Canal Street, I will not be going over to Bourbon Street for this video. I'll save that for later. Um, here we are in New Orleans. I was just here for, for New Year's Eve uh, for the Sugar Bowl, and we are here for IMB. So here we go. Okay, inflation. It's the number one thing the Fed is fighting. There are a lot of factors that um, influence inflation, and um, everyone looks at the 10-year treasury, but I've been saying for about four months to look at the two-year treasury. Remember the inverted yield curve is a, when the two-year two yield is higher than the 10-year treasury yield. That, that means people are not willing to bet on our economy in the short term in two years versus long-term 10 years because they believe there's weakening coming, like, for example, a recession. So... The spread between the 10 and the 2 has been like over 100 basis points at one point. I think I saw yesterday it was like 26 basis points. So the 2-year is starting to roll over, which means it's getting closer to going below the yield of the 2-year treasury below the 10-year. Um, that's a good sign for um, the mortgage spread of rates. We know that mortgage rates have been coming down. Um, remember, weakening or softening uh economic data, like the leading economic indicators or uh, a 2% GDP versus a 4% GDP, softening of the economy uh, forces institutional investors to put money into treasuries. And the more they buy, 
the more yields come down and the prices go up. If there's more demand for safe assets like treasuries or mortgage-backed securities, then uh, if it's bought, overbought or more bought, then rates come down. Okay, remember yield and price of these assets work in opposite order, right? So, so not to get too technical, but um, inflation also has to do with the supply of treasuries being uh, submitted on the market. And on January 31st, Secretary Treasury Yellen, uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen, I did not get hit by a car. For those that remember in Nashville, I am not gonna get hit by a car, not tonight. Um, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was the former Fed chair. And on January 31st, she will announce the refunding of the of the next three months. How much treasuries does the government need to sell uh, via open market actions and the Fed and, and all that and based on the bills and tax intake from last year and things we have to fund in the government. Remember, the government just did another continuing resolution. We still don't have uh, a, uh, a balanced budget yet. Um, that's going to happen in 2025, by the way. We're going to have some reconciliation big time in a year from now, but they're just doing continuing resolutions right now. But um, remember, it was a big surprise positively on October 31st when Yellen, Treasury Yellen Secretary, said that they're only going to sell like, you know, $770 billion in treasuries um, in November, December, and January when the market thought it was going to be like $830 billion after they just forced Fed $1 trillion in treasuries on the market. That's a, that was the reason why yields went up and interest rates are up. You know, there's not a lot of liquidity out there. Remember, we're doing quantitative tightening right now. So on January 31st, she will announce that number. Right now, the early estimate is for like $815 billion, which is palatable. That is also the same day that the Fed Open Market Committee meeting uh, meets and comes out and says what they're going to do, um, whether they're going to cut or not. No one's really expecting a cut in January. Um, so um, it's interesting that Yellen and Powell are speaking the same day on major market moving stuff. But you know what? Talk about central banks. Tonight at 10 p.m., I believe it's 10 p.m. Eastern, um, so probably any minute now when I'm recording this video, Bank of Japan will decide whether they will move their interest rate. Remember, there's this huge carry trade where uh, people will sell um, you know, certain assets um, like Japanese yen and then invest them into higher yielding U.S. Treasuries. It's a massive, massive uh, trade. It's called the carry trade. So look it up. The Bank of Japan, if they raise their rate, okay, which they haven't done in like 16 years, if they raise their rate, people will be selling U.S. assets. Selling, which means upward pressure on interest rates. Interest rates could go up tomorrow, like a nice little uptick if, if Japan raises their rates because then people will sell... Um, they will sell U.S. assets, stocks, bonds, and put them back in the Japanese market, which the stock market's doing well over there. And then you would have a higher yield for their, um, uh, you know, their treasury version, right? Uh, and by the way, their debt to GDP is like 225%. America's at 123%. We're at 34 trillion in debt. China, which is, you know, when they, when they only grow at 5.2% GDP, that's not good, right? They have this huge, that, that's that's not good for them. They're usually like six, seven, eight percent. Um, they're at about 83% of debt to their GDP, their gross domestic product. So 
These are all some big factors that no one really talks about that absolutely impact what rates do. In addition to inflation, so let's talk about inflation. Big read this week, the personal consumption expenditure, the Fed deflator. This is the Fed's preferred measure of inflation. Real time, what are we spending our money on? So the last core reading was 3.9%. Over the last 20 years, this is data I got from um, Fundstrat Insights, Tom Lee. Um, I pay $199 a month for this data and I'm sharing it with you and I love it. Broke down in a way, it was, it was, like, it was like Barry and Dan Habib, the way he broke down um, the, the inflation number. The last 20 years, the core PCE is at 2.4%. Not 2%, 2.4%. And Jay Powell at the last press conference already said that they are, uh, he's willing to not wait to, to go all the way down to 2%, just kind of trending down there. So 2.4%, we're at 3.9%. That's 1.5% difference, okay? 0.5%, okay, of our last uh, PCE reading is from auto insurance. Auto insurance. That's not going to go down whether the Fed cuts or not. That went up because cars were expensive two years ago, car prices. And so when those things have accidents, the insurance cost to cover that stuff was higher because the cost of the nut for the cars was higher. We know new prices... Uh, we know that uh, used car price has been coming down for a newly purchased used car. So no matter what the Fed does, it has nothing to do with auto insurance. So think about that. In that uh, that difference, okay, that 1.5% difference, 0.5% is auto insurance. And the rest, uh, the biggest factor is really uh, it's uh, lodging, uh, it's shelter costs minus um, lodging uh, away from home. So... So shelter costs, home prices, owner's equivalent rent, like that's still it. We all know if rates come down, that's gonna go up. So, you know, is is the Fed going to say, hey, we don't really care about home prices, that ship has sailed at some point. We all know there's not enough home supply out there. So anyway, lots of important data come out this week. I'll also give a recap um, from how uh, this event goes on my Thursday night video when I'm with True. Um, at their advisory board meeting down in South Beach and then with CoreLogic on Friday. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from South Beach. We are here on an event sponsored by CoreLogic. They had a great executive roundtable talking about all kinds of things. I am not going to give anybody any, any. Uh, we will out them from their companies and who they're with, but there's a good group here, let's just say that much. And uh, thank you, CoreLogic. Thank you, CoreLogic. Um, so we actually just wrapped up some meetings here. It's like four o'clock. And let me tell you the progress we're making here on trying to drive digital adoptions on mortgage tools, day one certainty, aim, listen to some of the guidelines and how they align with the GSEs, um, how they're rolling out new framework on repurchase reviews. It's just getting originators to just, you know, check the box to check assets up front. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. Like imagine when you can go to a bar and go, I don't need your bank statements. I don't need your pay stubs. I don't need that stuff. Just click, click here and let's go. Let's get this frictionless mortgage, uh, mortgage experience that we've been talking about. So we've been talking here for like a day and a half on how to get more adoption. And it happens to be on a nice little place here. By the way, before I show you this and you get pissed because the view is going to be really good. I went uh, to New Orleans on Monday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for the uh, Mortgage Banker Association, IMB. Um, and then... Uh, Flew Wednesday with a flight delay. I had flight delay on Monday too, by the way. Travel nightmare, first trip of the year. Uh, made my way to Brickell and had a meeting with Truve, T-R-U-V, 
um, talking about adopting uh, their verification income tools. Then went to the Miami Trade Show with the Florida Association of Mortgage Professionals right here at Parrot Jungle. It's good to see some of uh, you know, the old people in the uh, South Florida community that I used to live here for 13 years in Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, and then went straight to a meeting, uh, met with the GSEs, met with all uh, these other leaders at other companies uh, behind closed doors um, here uh, with CoreLogic putting on the event. We have one more thing tonight from five to six, and then I'm free to go home and see my family that I haven't seen. So just it is work, right? But it's, it's not in a bad spot. Not a bad spot. We're here on South Beach, and um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Okay, GDP, PCE. Remember, the Fed is fighting inflation. They said on December 13th, the Fed said on December 13th, they will cut 75 basis points in 2024. Do we think that's going to be the same number all year? Do you think it's more likely to go higher or lower? More cuts or less cuts? Remember, they are saying they're fighting inflation. PCE, the personal consumption expenditure, the Fed deflator, the Fed's preferred engagement of inflation, the preferred number they use, came out this morning, Friday morning, 2.9% on the core reading. It's the lowest it's been since March 21st. That's 2.9% annualized. That's 12 months annualized. And the number went up 0.2% month over month. Last month, okay, the PCE number had an annualized number of 3.2%. So in just one month, the annualized reading is uh, down 0.3%. Now, I could pick and parse and take all this data. I could take 02 times 12, right, and get to 2.4, you know, that's a pretty good number. That's closer to 2% target. Did you know that when the GDP reading came out, which was yesterday, when the first read, the flash reading of Q4 GDP, the expectation for our gross domestic product was 2%. It was 3.3%. So a little hotter than expected, but down from the 4.9% initial numbers we were seeing for Q3. So slowing growth, still growth, now, inside the GDP number, which is a quarterly read, is a PCE component. That quarterly read for PCE in the GDP report, not to be confused with the PCE monthly report that came out today. In the GDP, PCE was 1.9%. So if I look back two quarters, we're averaging 2%, right? If I annualize this one month's reading, we're averaging 2.4%. Inflation's falling like a rock. It's falling like a rock. So. The Fed meets next week, okay, next Wednesday, and they're not going to give a dot plot, but they're going to say what they think is going on, and then the next meeting, they give a dot plot. Do you think at the March 20th meeting that they're going to go up from 75 basis points of rate cuts in 2024 to maybe 100? Remember, they have market rates up here. If they're issuing, issuing new treasuries to sell and fund our government, at like the highest rates the Fed funds has been in a long time. We're already at 223% of GDP on our debt to GDP ratio and GDP just went down. Yeah, 3.3 is hot, but it went down, which means the debt to GDP is now growing. So that's like a tax on the American consumer that's more interest that we're paying when we issue new treasuries. Now, thankfully, both the Bank of England uh, for the third month in a row did not raise rates. After 10 rate hikes, since 22, and the Bank of Japan, which is a huge competitor as well, with the, uh, the yen carry trade, did not raise uh, rates with their yield curve control. So you have to think about us selling uh, treasuries. And by the way, on the same day as the Fed meeting, 
Next week, Janet Yellen, Fed, uh, uh, former Fed chairman and current Treasury secretary, will announce the refunding amount for the next quarter. How many billions of dollars of new treasuries will the government sell to float our debt? And so, uh, remember, it was a trillion two quarters ago, got down to about $780 billion last quarter. The estimate is for about $820 billion this quarter. So going up slightly. That's forcing new treasuries onto the market. Plus, when old treasuries expire, they get refunded at the higher rates. So it's not just commercial real estate that's got to deal with higher rates. And borrowers and car loans and small business for these high loans. Everyone's paying higher interest rates. For what? For what? If inflation is falling like a rock, why are we all paying this extra rate? For what? All the Fed has to do is cut. Now, I don't think they're going to cut next week. I don't think they're going to cut in March. I think they're going to cut in May. And I think in March they're going to say, you know what? We'll do 100 basis points of cuts this year. And I think they'll still do the first Fed cut in May, my opinion. Anyway, that's all the dynamics. That's everything. And I want to say one last thing here. Um, there are 250,000 Holocaust survivors still alive in the world. The average age is 86. I mean, these are mostly children during the Holocaust. Only 250,000 of them left in the world. And I found it very interesting that half of them live in Israel and uh, about 13% uh, live in America. So, um, you know, we, we have to stay in touch with our history and remember how evil mankind can be. And um, it's just something to think about to put all this stuff into perspective. Have a wonderful weekend. Let's keep serving for success. Have a great weekend. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.